It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Left side hook, top to Gordon. G playing a second straight game, finds Rodney, open catch and shoot angle left three. Perfect. You are locked on jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for November 9th, 2016 from Charlotte. We'll break down the Jazz, two first games of the road trip. We won't talk about the election. The catch-and-shoot game of the Jazz is real. Look around the rest of the NBA and get you ready for the Hornets today. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope you're well. Great stuff, or just not... Never mind. I'm not going to talk about it today. Uh... Great stuff out there on Locked On NBA. So if you want to just take your mind away from everything and uh, go catch up, up with a lot of other NBA conversations, the coach joined us for Locked On NBA and had a great show. Uh, sorry we weren't here yesterday. Ron and I took off and I went to took Ron to Pinehurst, uh, which is a one of the great golf spots in the world. Ron loves to golf. Uh, we did it to celebrate his 70th birthday from the summer, and it was every bit as fabulous, amazing, incredible uh, as you could imagine. We had just uh, a great time, and it's just it's a mecca of golf. So if you ever are going to treat yourself to a golf trip uh, with the crew, with the family, uh, I couldn't suggest a place more. It's it's magical uh, from the golf standpoint of things. So. Uh, you know, just that show. Today's show is brought to you by our good friend Devin Cash and Equity Real Estate. Uh, Devin will buy you a pair of jazz season tickets if you let him help you buy or sell your house. Pretty good deal right there. We'll tell you a little bit more about Devin as the show goes on. And by Sherlock Intelligence. The guys at Sherlock Intelligence do great work with big data to get uh, your company the edge to compete or to take it maybe move ahead of those other companies, SherlockIntelligence.com. All right, we always start with pins across the world. You can send it to me at, uh, oh, wait a sec. I just got an email from Devin Cash. If I'm sponsoring the today, please say I will still buy season tickets to the Jazz or the Canadian football team of your choice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Devin with a good sense of humor. I decided not to do uh, politics. He says, "P.S. I've never, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, he's still a a proud American, but uh, uh, yeah." So I just got that email. I was going to check our pins across the world, and there it was. It came in like t- five minutes ago. Uh, so Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate will actually buy you your favorite season tickets to your Canadian football team of your choice if you help him sell your house. 
Uh, <laughs> oh. All right. Sports is a release from life, depending on however you feel about what happened last night. There are large concerns, whether you're happy who got elected. There is a concern that that much of our populace was that upset and that mad at our government. And if you aren't happy because for other reasons, then you're concerned. There should really be concern on both ends through that process. And so we're going to use sports to get away from it, right? Right. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do sports to get away from it. All right, let's go to our pins across the world. Uh, this is from Dean Troke or Trokey. I don't know whether the E is dead or something. Thought I'd drop you a line after your calls for pins across the world. You can put a pin in Melbourne, Australia. That's not a bad spot. <laughs> My sport story is that I followed the NBA growing up in the 90s but drifted away till a couple years ago. I got interested again when Dante was entering the draft. I live about three kilometers up the road from where Dante grew up, and I remember watching his dad play in the NBL as a kid when he Got drafted in Utah, and then Joe Ingles joined as well. The Jazz became my team. I've been following the team ever since, watching every game, listening to your podcast. It gives me an insight into the team and feel for uh, part of the fan base that wouldn't otherwise. Uh, not possible. I literally uh, know no other Jazz fans uh, here. Is that right? Is that what he said? I kind of just scanned through that. Uh, which otherwise not be possible here, as I literally know no other Jazz fans. Yes. I'm planning to get to the Jazz games in Salt Lake in late January as I'm adding a Utah leg to a snowboarding trip this uh, this summer. He's truly Australian because that's how it works there um, this summer. Keep up the good work and uh, give me a wave when I'm in Salt Lake. I definitely will. It's uh, Oh, it's Dean Troke is how you pronounce it. He gives me the pronunciation guide at the bottom. From Melbourne, Australia, listening to Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, whenever there's a major story around the country, you should go grab that team's podcast and hear what the local people uh, are having to say. Locked On Hornets is a really good show as well if you want to know a little bit about uh, what's going on uh, with the Hornets. All right, let's get to our tip-off story of the day today. Uh, I just... the. First two wins of this trip is where I wanted to focus. I'm not sure I think, you know, both those teams aren't very good. Uh, and if you kind of look at the point differential, uh, it's interesting. A lot of people left the Knicks game uh, around our team kind of believing that they actually might be okay and that they might be better than people realize. I just look at the Eastern Conference and have a hard time absorbing that and buying into it. Uh, what I do think is interesting is two games with Gordon back. And suddenly, it just there's some things that look to me that look really, really good. The Jazz against the Knicks got 39 uncontested shots. 39. They hit 17 of 39. If you make your uncontested shots, um, that is going to be a, a huge uh, part of the game. So the Jazz against the Knicks, who are not a good defensive team, uh, we're able to get 39 uncontested looks. To me, the Jazz are throwing the ball, moving the ball, looking uh, as though guys are in spots that knowing what, you know, driving in, kicking out, the spacing is very good. Uh, offensively, there seems to be a knowledge of where each other are going to be, uh, and it's leading to a ton of open looks. Again, against Philadelphia, the Jazz got the same 39 open looks uh and they hit 18 of 39. So both neither, you know, 46% is good. But I, I'm not, 
I'm not stunned by this. Uh, I, I think that the that's what we're going to be able to do. I go back to the Zach Harper uh, piece last year where Zach wrote about how open three-point shooting and suddenly you started to look at who the Jazz uh, had as open three-point shooters a year before and some of the shots that were missed, and then you begin to say, wait a sec, well, they're replacing it with a, in this case, George didn't play the other day, but George Hill and Joe Johnson. And, and then you start to look at it a little bit more, and you say, well, wait a sec. Who's who's to say that these guys aren't going to really uh, be able to shoot it? The catch-and-shoot numbers on the Jazz right now are the, they're the fifth-best three-point shooting catch-and-shoot team in the NBA. So it's not as though they're having a huge outlier. They're high, but I'm not sure there's any reason to believe that they wouldn't. The second-best three-point shooting team overall at 40%. Uh, we're taking the 11th most amount of threes in the game, shots, uh, percentage of our field goal attempts. You, you probably wouldn't mind that being a little higher. At least I wouldn't. Uh, I'd like us to be at 35%. Uh, Three-point shots for the season were at 31%. Uh, so I'm probably nitpicking a little bit. Uh, and then the numbers are Joe Johnson is 10 of 18 for 56% from three. On catch and shoots, just on catch and shoots. And catch and shoot is usually fairly open or in rhythm. Rodney Hood's 12 of 25. Dante Exum, 6 of 13. Joe Ingles, 4 of 11. George Hill, 9 of 20. So you've got five guys that are plus 40%, and Joe's over 50. That's probably a little high. But I, but if you go back and look at their numbers from last year, some of these aren't that high. That's that's where I keep kind of saying, if you, yeah, they're – Rodney Hood is a 40, I think, 1 or 2 instead of a 48. And and Joe Ingles is a 46. is about where he is. And Joe Johnson's 56 is a little high. But it's not insane. Uh, and that I think that gets that's what makes this a little bit more exciting. Trey Lyles is 7 of 26. And Gordon Hayward is 0 of 6. So you suddenly, you know, there's two guys there. If you take the Joe Johnson, Rodney Hood, Dante Exum, Joe Ingles, George Hill and say, well, I don't think George. I think George's forty-four percent. Joe Ingles forty-six percent is right on. So Rodney is going to regress to the mean a tiny bit, and Joe's going to regress to the mean a little bit more than a tiny bit. Well, so's Trey Lyles and Gordon Hayward. And then the the group as a whole is still just as darn good a three-point shooting group as it was before, which is just incredibly exciting. And what has jumped out to me watching them is that you get those looks. That since Gordon's gotten back, they seem to me to be getting more looks than they would have been getting than they have been getting otherwise. Uh, I'll I'll try to see if I can find a way to do some stats work on that. Uh, I don't have all the numbers, and I think if you're listening right now, you're thinking to yourself, "Okay, well, thirty nine like is that a lot? Yeah, that's a lot." But I don't know the league average, and I don't know some other numbers on that that I need to know uh, to find that out. Uh, lineup wise, the other night against or the other. Yeah, the other night against Philadelphia, there really wasn't a lot to digest because of the amount of foul trouble. So no Jazz lineup played more than six minutes together in that game. Uh, the Jazz starting lineup, which or didn't wasn't great, uh, the lineup with Trey Lyles and Shelvin Mack, uh, which got to play because once Rudy got hurt, was actually pretty good. Trey Lyles had a really good plus-minus uh, playing with the starters in that game. And I think you're beginning to see the other one is that the depth numbers from the Jazz are are just fabulous. Joe Ingles' three steals the other night were big. He really he played a very good game uh, stepping into those to those minutes. Today's show uh, sponsored by our friend at uh, Equity Real Estate. 
uh, Devin Cash. And Devin, if, if you didn't know, is willing to buy you free season tickets to the CFL. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, uh, he is a... He is a uh, is a really good guy. Uh, I thought this was a telling note I got from Ryan, who or from uh, excuse me, this note is from Zach. I've gotten multiple notes about people who've used Devin Cash, and uh, he said, "Hey, Devin really went to bat for us. He he ensured we got into our home." Uh, not just a house. He kept us in the loop every step of the way, handled adversity like a champ. What most people don't realize about your realtor is their ability to establish rapport with the counterpart plays a huge role in how your sale proceeds. Devin is simply a downright good guy, which fosters positive relationships with everyone he interacts with. He has several other people vying for the home we purchased, and I credit Devin's interpersonal skills, real estate savvy, to uh, get us now uh, returning to the Mecca of the Utah Jazz in our perfect home in Bountiful. That was from Zach, who used Devin Cash. You can use Devin as well. He'll buy you two Jazz free season tickets or Canadian football tickets to buy or sell your home. Uh, certain restrictions uh, apply, so he can I, – I, frankly, though I've heard him do this, I have no idea. I guess he's not buying you Lexus Club uh, is probably what it means. Uh, 801-759-1495. 801-759-1495. I think he got Zach front row of the upper bowl, by the way. Uh, 801-759-1495 to call Devin Cash uh, along the way. I just had this, like, terrible thought. It's 545 here. I, oh, they sh- I was going to check the markets, but they shut down the futures last night. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Rod. Uh, again, we have small sample size theater here, and Rodney's issue often is keeping the body healthy as much as anything else. But uh, 18 points again against Philadelphia. He looks. Compl- he's got some outlier numbers that I don't think can last. Uh, but let's let's work with the positive here for a second. He, he went from nine points to fifteen points uh, a year ago, and here he is in year three. And one of the the two scenarios that I had where I thought the Jazz became great this year were that Rodney took the jump from a second year to third year player that happens naturally, and that Gobert jumps from the third year player to a fourth year player that happens somewhat naturally. Uh, Rudy has fouled out in back to back games, but otherwise is playing very well. And I actually don't have the biggest issue with him fouling out with our depth if he's playing. Well, I don't like fouls, but Rodney right now is doing some special stuff. He's eight games into the season. He's averaging 18 points, five rebounds a game, which I could not like more. The five rebounds a game is just incredible, 4.5. An assist and a half. He is shooting 48% from the field, 48% from three. When you dig into his shooting stats a little bit, there are some numbers that jump out that are a bit much. Uh... His 16 to 24 footer, he is at 57% right now. 8 to 16 feet, he's at 50%. His mid range overall, 61% shooting. Uh, He's struggling in the in the paint non restricted area. He'll get better at that. He's 6 of 20, so that will equalize, actually. Uh, But he is just working. He's not as. Equal amount of baskets that are assisted versus unassisted. Frankly, his threes are assisted. His other stuff is unassisted. His jump shot is just silky smooth right now. And if he, you know, his issue often is is health. But let's go back to the off season, and what was talked about with him was the idea that the and just a very pr- principled concept of the Jazz program that you cannot 
use all of your skills unless you are above average strength for your position. So the Jazz have certain thresholds that they believe you have to be able to have strength and uh, somewhat athletically that on athletic issues that you can develop uh, that you have to have to be able to play your position in the NBA. And if you are below those, then you will not be able to consistently put out that type of performance night in and night out that you want. And that's what we've seen out of Rodney. Was We've talked about the bell curve with Rodney an awful lot. And his he'd score more points last year of games of under 9 than he did of over 20. And that his bell curve was too wide. Uh, that was the phrase I would use. Uh, you know, the help of a good friend gave me the concept of the bell curve in the league. But now that we've embraced it, that his his realm of performance, it was too wide ranging. He had 18 games last year of nine or fewer points, and he had 15 games of 20 or more points, and the rest was in the middle, and you just weren't always sure what you were going to get from him. And I think you've probably heard me, but I'll repeat it. One thing that coaches talk about a lot is if you have a guy who's averaging, you know, let's go with Rodney's 15 points a game, and one of them's 23 and the other's 7, then you're going to end up as a 500 team. What you really need your guy to do if he's going to average 15 points a game is give you 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And we're beginning to see that out of Rod. The last five days are 19, 22, 18, 18, 18. You can't have a more narrow bell curve than what he's had the last five days uh, when the Jazz have won four of the five. And that's pretty, that's pretty terrific uh, to see. Uh, Jazz play a really good team today in the Charlotte uh, Hornets. I, I think Steve Clifford's the most underrated coach in the league. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, Kemba Walker is tearing it up. The Jazz have not been good so far this year at guarding the guard on the pick and roll. Now, some of that has to do with you play Portland early and it skews the numbers. Uh, but if you look at the Jazz, and I'll see if I can pull this up, uh, they were allowing earlier this year, they were allowing the most points of any team in the NBA on the ball handler pick and roll. Um, so points per game, ball handler, pick and roll. Now, the Jazz have played two teams with back-to-back bad point guards. Uh, so that might be uh, the best. And this is something to watch in this game. Uh, so the Jazz are still 28th in the NBA at allowing points per ball handler in the pick and roll. And the Hornets have Kemba Walker. The Hornets are the number one team in the NBA at defending the pick and roll. They allow the fewest, and the Jazz want to run their guys um, off the pick and roll all the time. So that's that's really worth keeping keeping an eye on uh, here. The best team in the league, the Jazz are the seventh best team in the league uh, on the pick on that, and they are uh, number I think I just read and number four in the league at getting points from the ball handler and the pick and roll. And Charlotte's the number one team in the league at defending that. So the Jazz are going to have to find other ways uh, to get their offense in a really tough matchup today. The Hornets uh, come into this game as the 16th-ranked offensive team and the 4th-ranked defensive team. That doesn't seem – that's what I did last night. I wonder if that changed overnight because they are the second-best differential team overall in the league right now. Uh, Last year, they were top 10 in both. Uh, ninth in offense and eighth in defense. This, uh, 
you know, if you remember my preseason predictions, I was I really thought there were five good Eastern Conference teams, and then I thought the bottom fell out. And Charlotte, Atlanta, Boston, Toronto, uh, Cleveland were my five. And I, I, I this is a really good basketball team. Walker's scoring twenty four points a game. Batum is second at thirteen, and Zeller at eleven. So they haven't figured out how to get the supporting uh, network around them. Yeah, Hornets are eleventh offensively now, not sixteenth. That changed overnight, or. Or somewhere I got it wrong, and they are uh, the second-ranked defensive team uh, in the league. Or it might be switching between uh, basketball reference and NBA stats. And so the Jazz have a really tough task uh, with that. Sherlock Intelligence is a company that can help your company. If you're a business owner and you're running a company right now, or you're higher up in your company and you don't know the data that is out there about your competitors, about yourself, about what you need to know in your field, then you know what? I hate to tell you it's negligent because this is a data world right now. And uh, we can see what happens when data is misanalyzed, Nate Silver. Uh, but we all, let's talk about if you do it correctly. If you do it correctly, you are going to get to know your customers better. You're going to find patterns in their behavior. That's going to allow you to implement things with your company. And then that is going to allow you to grow profits. And that's what Sherlock Intelligence does for you. The guys there do a wonderful job of bringing in multiple sources of data to give you a holistic picture. And then they capture that data. They put it in a visual form for you so that you can understand it. And then they help you analyze it. So if you own a small business and you don't have the staff to fight with the big boys, this is where Sherlock Intelligence comes in. You hire them. They outsource the work. And then you can compete with the big boys at a stunningly high level. Call them at 855-339-7774. That's 855-339-7774. SherlockIntelligence.com. The other scenarios, look around in your business. Well, no one uses data in our business. Well, if no one is using data, is it worth you suddenly making that investment, knowing the customer, knowing when to market? Maybe it's as simple as you run a company that does a lot of direct mail or does other things or it's a lot of spur of the moment. Well, how do you get your name out in front of them and when is it? What time of year is it that people make those decisions? Some simple, basic information that helps you take the next step and gets it. We all know uh, particularly how hard it is to acquire customers uh, and what how expensive that is. Sherlock can help you with that as with their data and then reducing that fee and once you have a customer if you do it right which i'm sure you do you'll be in good shape 855-339-7774 855-339-7774 that's sherlock intelligence let's take a quick run around the nba uh clippers defense is number one in the nba so far and again these some of these numbers are a little questionable in the sense that you're just um it's so early in the year um, I actually often look at the bottom five of things this time of year and say, "Oh, uh, is there you know is there something wrong?" So uh, defensively, Indiana is twenty is twenty eighth in the league uh, defensively, and they are there are a lot of reports that there are things that are really not good in Indiana. The Knicks are thirtieth in the league in defensively, and frankly, Jeff's got real problems on his hands in New York. Uh, right now. Sacramento, who's been on the road an awful lot, so it's a little misleading, is 26th in the league defensively. And uh, the only thing that that's, and they're playing really slow. Uh, they're playing 21% of their possessions after seven on the shot clock. So are we. Dallas is playing more than we are. Uh, but what jumps out to me 
about that is you wondered whether Dave Yeager was going to be able to implement a defensive philosophy in Sacramento. Now, they've been on the road, so that's not a – I'm not sure that's a fair – uh, look at things entirely. Offensively, uh, those that are struggling to score right now uh, come out to be the 76ers, which is no surprise. Miami, which is really no surprise. The Pelicans, which is no surprise. Memphis, with Dave Fisdale, is a little bit of a surprise uh, because you thought they were going to be able to amp it up. And the, it's the red flag on Oklahoma City. As great as Oklahoma City has been so far, they're still 25th in the league offensively. That's a hard way to live. Uh, they're playing great defensively, and they're winning a lot of basketball games uh, right now. But offensively, uh, it almost looks as though things are beginning to get in form as you might anticipate. Uh, I would say the only surprise is the Milwaukee Bucks, who are still 17th in the league without Chris Middleton. Scout had some really interesting things to say uh, in that regard about uh, what's going on with uh, uh, the with the play of the Milwaukee Bucks and Jabari Parker. So if you didn't hear that, uh, go ahead and, and grab a hold of that so far. Uh, Atlanta and Minnesota are the two teams that I think are, are worth maybe digging into a little bit. The injury to uh, Ricky Rubio seems to have really derailed Minnesota. Dunn played 10 minutes last night. Uh, Minnesota's been bouncing around the Eastern Conference, but they're suddenly 1-5, and five, and talking to people around them, there's just a question of whether these guys have just lost so much they don't know how to win and how much just it's going to be really difficult culturally. And their losses aren't great. Their losses are Memphis, Sacramento, Denver, Oklahoma City, and Brooklyn. You know, really, Minnesota was handed a schedule to start the year that if they were going to be the team that I thought they were going to be as a playoff team, and a lot of people thought they could really make some hay. Memphis, Sacramento, Memphis, Denver, OKC, Brooklyn, at Orlando. Then they came home to face the Clippers who were good, but then they had the Clipper, the Lakers, the Hornets, the Sixers, Memphis, Again, before it gets hard, at some point it's going to get awfully hard here uh, for them to keep an eye on. Atlanta with a huge win yesterday over Cleveland, and they're interesting. Again, they have not; they've had a pretty, they had a schedule that lined up for them uh, to get rolling with Washington and the Sixers and Sacramento and the Lakers and the Wizards a second time and the Rockets, and then they get the big win over the Cavaliers. And we'll see what they do now because the schedule still is fairly gentle to them uh, before they come out to the east and start playing people. So both Atlanta and Minnesota were two teams that I noticed early in the year had easy, easy schedules. And one of them's taking advantage and the other is not. That is today's edition of Locked on Jazz brought to you by Devin Cash of Equity Real Estate. Free CFL season tickets. Devin's funny. Uh, get to know Devin and have him help you out with equity real estate by calling him uh, at 801-759-1495, 801-759-1495, and uh, from Sherlock Intelligence. Visit them at SherlockIntelligence.com and find out what they can do for your company. Locked on NBA with the coach is out and available and very good, so make sure you grab that. Locked on NFL will give you everything you want about the NFL. They're all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.